0: every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington Jamie Dupree well thanks for joining us for few minutes jamie on hey Hearn, this, how you doing today i'm doing great on this day after what happened in orlando over the weekend uh, yeah, what's some of the typical or atypical political reaction
1: yeah you know look uh we're at a, uh, a at a point in politics here where i think we know exactly how both sides are going to react yes. to this you know that's not meant as a jab at anybody it's just the where we are right now for a lot of republicans uh they see uh you know the administration not doing enough about Islamic terrorism not doing enough about that threat not even saying those words and for them that's a big problem right uh, for the other side at the GOP they, um you know uh, the Democrats talk about gun control and for obviously a lot of Republicans it's a ridiculous answer so we go around in this circle and I don't think anything is going to change on that now I will say that I would watch for Not only a big push by the president on the issue of gun control, though, again, he does not have the votes and has not had the votes in the Congress to do anything about that. And that will not change this time either. But I would look for a lot of Democrats, too, in the Congress to try to uh, not only bring the issue up, Herman, but also to force votes here and there. And in their mind, put Republicans on the record on the issue. They think it will help them. Uh, I'm not convinced, but that's where we are on that right now.
0: Well, I'm with you on that. I'm not convinced. They're going to make a lot of noise about it because of this. That's what they always do. And
1: listen, and more power to both sides on this. Again, this is not to say that one is right and the other is wrong. Uh, It's just it's sort of where we are. We're stuck on this for a while. We heard yesterday the president in his remarks, he used the term an act of terror. But, of course, did not use the term Islamic t- terrorism or anything like that. Right. And for a lot of Republicans, that was a you know a red flag. And then, of course, he did circle back into gun control. He did not make any any pl- any sort of, you know, promise to work on one item or another. Again, for his time in office, he has not been able to move on gun control. He does not have the votes. And he
0: probably won't get it in the next several No, 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 months. that's not going to you know, happen, even, folks. So, Herman, yeah. if we
1: go back to the first two years of the Obama presidency even when his party ran the congress they had the majorities in both the house and senate that's right they were not able to push anything yeah. through and now of course they, they have even fewer votes
0: did you say that uh, that was going to be a meeting at the White House today. Yeah, the president, it's been going on
1: for a little while right now in the Oval Office. This would be the sort of the regular briefing, but on steroids, in a sense, today for the president. Oh, I see. Uh, the FBI chief and others in there briefing on yesterday's on the attack and, and what has been found out so far uh, from Orlando. You know, I'm, I, I don't think we should look for any gigantic new uh, uh, items to come out today, but obviously... I would think at some point the FBI director will come out and give us a briefing, sort of to let us know what they're looking at at this point.
0: Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. Appreciate you joining us to give us perspective for a few minutes. We will uh, stay in touch and keep us posted as things unfold. All right, buddy. Thank you. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show. Our hearts are heavy with what happened in Orlando. Not only the 49 victims that have been senselessly murdered because of an evil ideology, but also the young lady, Christina Grimmy, who also was killed senselessly over the weekend. 877-310-2100. 877-310-2100. James, what's on your mind today?
2: Hi, Mr. King. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Long-time listener. Uh, plus, uh, retired military, 23 years.
0: Thank you, sir. What's on your mind?
2: Well, my question is, this: how can we stop an enemy uh, from attacking us if we're not sure where the enemy is? That would be my first
0: part of my question. We can't. This is why a lot of people have been saying, we do know where the enemy is in Syria and in Iraq and other parts of the world. We know where the enemy is. And we know what we need to do in order to take them out and to basically severely hamper their uh, network of activity. We don't always know some of these individuals here in this country. But the more we weaken them over there, the more effective we can be over here. But that would also mean allowing the intelligence and law enforcement agencies here to do their job. We may never totally eliminate it but we can mitigate it if we take them out over there and do everything that we can here in order to make sure that we know what's going on.
2: And then, um, and in that process, what about the camps that we know that's in the United States that are close to major highways? Uh, According to the O'Reilly Factor, that was done about a year and a half ago. There's 22 terrorist camps located throughout the United States. Why couldn't we start at home taking out these camps or arresting these uh, individuals so they could stop the communication from going overseas?
0: We have an administration that is more concerned about political correctness and not offending a certain religious group than they are about protecting americans uh... i don't know all of the legal ramifications if we were to do that but this administration and this president they've been more concerned about not offending somebody and being politically correct which is allow these camps to persist it makes no sense and that's why we've got to have a different tone at the top thanks a lot for the call and thank you for being a longtime listener Robbie, welcome. What's on your mind today?
3: Yeah, as an American, I'm about tired of all this. And uh, what we can do as American people is fight back. I don't understand how 300 people can't overtake one individual with an assault rifle and a sidearm. One. Well, and one way that we can do it as American people is have active shooter active shooter alarms. Installed in every single building, just like we have fire alarms. Instead of when the fire alarm goes off, everybody gets out. When the active shooter alarm goes off, everybody stops the guy. Right. As American people, if he wants to know how we can, do, do, as a previous caller mentioned, if he wants to know what we can do stateside, there's nothing that the government's going to be able to do until we get there. But as American people, we can stop the carnage from happening to begin with.
0: You've touched on a couple of very good ideas. Number one, have active shooter alarms. As part of security systems in a lot of soft targets as they're called today, I think that is a good idea, and I happen to believe that you're going to have a lot of uh, retail outlets, a lot of establishments that are going to put those kinds of things in order. Secondly, this is why the people who fight for Second Amendment rights fight for Second Amendment rights. What if some of those people in there had concealed and carry? licenses. I'm not saying that all 300 people, if that's what the number was, I'm not saying that everybody in this country ought to carry a gun. But there are some people that probably if they did carry a gun could reduce some of this carnage. What if one person in there had a concealed carry and this person came in and started shooting? Might have saved a few lives. So you're right, the people have got to fight back. But we got to do more than just sit back, write that down, Shaney B., and expect the government to do it all. They aren't going to do it all. They can't do it all. One other aspect of that is this whole overly sensitivity and political correctness that a lot of people have about if you see something suspicious, say something. They're too afraid that they're going to be embarrassed. Well, you know what? It's better to be embarrassed and save some lives than it is to skip the embarrassment, and a lot of people die. Robbie, you're right. we got to fight back, but we can't just sit back. Thanks a lot for the call. 877, and he started off by saying, you know, I am tired of this stuff. Well, you're right, Robbie. There are a lot of things that we can do, but then there are a lot of things that the government ought to do in terms of helping to, you know, get things straightened out. 877- 310-2100. George, you've been patient. What's on your mind?
3: Yes, Herman, uh, Prince of uh, of peace, through thank strength. you <laughs> uh, i I lived in twelve countries, uh, three Muslim countries i 'm Christian, especially Saudi Arabia is what I want to talk about right now and Matif. Uh, this guy murdered the, the the people in Orlando. We reach out to their families. Uh, this was a murder by a radical Muslim Islamist. We had a similar type situation. Actually, two of them happened in Saudi Arabia when I worked there. The first was a knifing of a woman um, because her husband was making alcohol. But, but then that led to the Saudi police and uh, some other people getting together, and uh, they released some Silk Road diseases into our water tanks. You really? might call them bioweapons. Yeah. And within three days, de- we didn't know what happened. Uh, within three days, um, 40% of the people on our crew, especially the Muslims, turned from being moderate. To being radical and i was part of the team that determined what had happened i'm a chemical engineer with some pharmacy courses etc but let me point out four leaders in the past who showed symptoms of brain diseases like matif had he he became very radical uh, in saudi arabia and he came back it wasn't just going to the mosque but here are four people who had the same type of thing happen um alexander the great uh had seizures uh, uh, Caesar had seizures. Mark Anthony had seizures. And as uh, as Muhammad was writing the second part of the Koran, the first part's fairly peaceful, but the second part, he had seizures okay. from, from b- brain diseases. And we should be uh, instituting an Ellis Island type of uh, system along with lie detectors for people coming in the country. For people who don't know that much about history. Ellis Island is in in New York, and a hundred years ago, we would test people with TB and the plague and all these things, and and then we treat them before they came in the country. Well, a lot of Muslims shouldn't come in the country, but then we we have security agencies like the NSA and the CIA, and we give them very good lie detector
0: tests. So your main point is use more lie detector tests uh, when we are trying to screen people or determine if people are telling the truth and things of this nature. Yes. Okay, You know, that reminds me of a situation up in New York. A guy was tried, and I think he was either let go or something like that. He went out and committed another crime. He came back in front of the judge, and the judge said, "Um, but you told me that you weren't going to do this again. And you know what the Islamist said? He said, I lied. Because, you see, they think lying is okay if it's going to accomplish their goal. You have a point. The point at which it is applied and the circumstances here again, we have an administration that's too worried about political correctness and insulting somebody than they are finding out who's telling the truth. Thanks, George. You're listening to the Herman Cain
3: Show.